0: yo what is going on everyone my name is nick or the notorious fantasy and in today's video we're going going over my top five defenses to stream for week number eight of the 2023 fantasy football season as well as at the end of the video i'm gonna be giving you guys four honorable mention defenses to stream that you might want to pick up as well but before we could get into things i would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video then please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below and while you're down there whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you would like access to my weekly rankings, as well as a guaranteed answer to any of the questions you guys may have, make sure you guys check out the Patreon link in the video description for $7.50 a month. So without further ado, let's get into my week number eight defenses to stream for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with my number one defense to be streaming on the week for week number eight, the New York Jumbo Jets at the New York Football Giants. This is technically a home game for the Giants, but obviously this is probably going to be a 50-50 split crowd. If anything, the crowd will probably favor the Jets because at this point in the season, the Jets are a better team. The Jets are currently owned in 51.8% of leagues on ESPN and 72.6% owned on NFL. I know the Jets are owned in a majority of leagues, but there are going to be four other defenses that we talk about in today's video that are much lesser owned. So the Jets were on by last week, so we got to go ahead and hop in the time machine like our name was Marty McFly back to week six for the Jets defensive stats. Week six, they go up against the Philadelphia Eagles at home in MetLife, and the Jets eat a W like their name is famous Jameis Winston, 20 to 14. The Jets defense had two sacks, three interceptions, one fumble recovery, and 14 points points allowed the Jets without Sauce Gardner without DJ Reed put up a defensive master class against the Eagles the Eagles offense looked flustered they looked not how they have looked at all this season now I get that the Eagles offense and defense kind of has not lived up to the hype that we probably all thought they would live up to this season But that's not to say that the Eagles offense isn't one of the best in the NFL, and the Jets made that offense look pedestrian. Instead of going up against Jalen Hurts, it looked like they were going up against Zach Wilson or something. That is how bad Jalen Hurts looked in that game. And now, they get to go up against a New York football Giants offense that is going to be led by either Terod Taylor or Daniel Jones. Now, I actually think the Jets defense will flourish more if they go up against Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones will try to make the crazy play. He will go out there, try to do a 360 fucking spin like he's on the top of Rust in Call of Duty and try to throw the ball 60 yards down the field and throw a pick. Terod Taylor is a much more safe, more conservative quarterback. But even if Terod Taylor plays, I fully expect the Jets defense to dominate 50 Shades of Grey style in this game. They made the Commander's defense look good, right? Commander's defense, week 7 in MetLife. I know the Commander's lose 7-14, but it's not because the defense... It's because Sam Howell and that offense of the Commanders was completely limp-dick. Commanders defense, four sacks, two fumble recoveries, 14 points allowed. I think this game might be a murder that you can watch on your television. I think the Jets defense is going to step up in a huge way in this spot and I don't know why my hoodie looks like this it keeps like moving around I look like fucking Ming the Merciless from flash Ah, savior of the universe next up we move to Defense to stream number two, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jags defense currently owned in 33.4% of leagues on ESPN, 25.8% owned on NFL. The Jaguars defense week seven at the New Orleans Saints with a win 31 to 24. Now you might say, Nick, the uh, Saints could have easily won that game if Foster Moreau knew how to catch a football. Well, if my aunt had balls, she would be my uncle, right? The Jaguars still won the game, and the Jaguars defense, to me, has looked pretty good all season long. One sack, one INT, one touchdown, and 24 points allowed. The Jaguars defense has held all teams to 24 points or less besides the Texans in Week 3. Now, I'm not here to get down on my knees and give the gawk-gawk 9,000 to the Jags defense and claim that they are some elite defensive unit, because they are not. They are not some elite defensive unit, but they are certainly good enough to limit the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers come out of the bye week, and they beat the Rams, but the Rams' defense didn't really show much in that game. The Rams' defense, the Rams lose 17-24, 24 points allowed two sacks, right? The Rams defense didn't show up in a big way. It wasn't like Miles Garrett going gangbusters on the Indianapolis Colts' ass, even though they lost that game. But man, oh man, the Rams defense just didn't do a lot in that game. And I think the Jaguars defense will. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers offense still didn't look great coming out the bye. Now, did they look better than in certain games this season? 100 fucking percent, right? 100 percent. But I still don't think Kenny Pickett is all that great, and I think Kenny Pickett is prone to make idiotic mistakes. He's prone to throw an interception right to a DB that he could take directly to the crib, and I think... That with the Steelers offensive line, the Jaguars are going to find a way to get to Kenny Pickett and sack him. And when you can get pressure on the quarterback, that leads to those idiotic mistakes because they're flustered. They're shitting themselves. And then they just sail one that they should have been able to easily hit to a guy like Deontay Johnson or to George Pickens. So again, I'm not here to say the Jaguars are some elite team, some elite defense, because they are not. They are not that. But I think the defense is good enough to hold a not-so-hot Pittsburgh Steelers offense at bay. Next up, we move to defense to stream number three, the Houston Texans versus the Carolina Panthers. If you guys have enjoyed thus far and you are new to the channel, hit that subscribe button down below, hit that like button, whether you are new to the channel or not. So Texans versus the Panthers at home in Houston, 6% owned on ESPN, 2.4% owned on NFL. The Texans were also on bye week in what many were calling the bye-mageddon. So we got to look back to week six for the Texans defensive stats. Week six versus the Saints, a to W20-13 two sacks, one INT, one fumble recovery, and 13 points allowed. Pretty solid. Now, we've been talking, at least I have been talking, if you guys have been watching the channel for a while, about the Texans' defense. Now, the Texans' defense has built pretty well in the draft, and this is a defense that has really started to come alive after the first couple of weeks of the season. And this is a Panthers offense That has, in reality, not been great, right? And I think that that might be putting a bow on things, being kind about how the Panthers' offense looks. Now, Bryce Young has had at least one game where he looked pretty good. I'm not here to say that Bryce Young is some colossal fucking bust, some colossal mistake that the Panthers should have taken C.J. Stroud. But you know that's going to be the narrative after this game. Right? If the Texans wipe the floor with the Panthers, ESPN is going to be out there. The talking heads on TV, the chatterboxes are going to be out there. Stephen A. Smith saying, oh, oh my God, look at this. Imagine if the the Panthers just took C.J. Stroud when not putting anything into actual consideration. Like the fact that the Panthers defense is dead in the water, right? They're not going to talk about that. They're not going to talk about how the coaching is much better in Houston than it is in Carolina. And everyone is going to blame Bryce Young. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and defend Bryce Young and say he's been amazing, but I'm not ready to throw the bust term onto Bryce Young. I do think, though, that the Texans are going to take advantage of Bryce Young here. Now, the Panthers were also on bye, so we got to go back to week six for their opponent's defensive stats. That was a game up against my Dolphins. Dolphins eat the W, 42-21 to to at home up against the Panthers. They had four sacks and 15 points allowed. The other seven points came from a pick six from Magic Mike White. So again, Bryce Young has shown strides, and Adam Thielen's probably going to get 250 yards and two touchdowns in this spot but the Texans' defense should be good enough to make Bryce Young struggle in this spot. And again, this is a Texans' defense that is coached very well, and they have a lot of playmakers defensively. Next up, we move to defense to stream number four, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Cleveland Browns. Seahawks' defense currently owned in 38.6% of leagues ESPN, 38.7% on NFL, virtually identical. I feel like that's the first time we've talked about any player in the waiver wire video or defense that is owned basically identically from espn nfl the ownership on yahoo cbs they're all going to be different but i think espn nfl those are two of the bigger platforms so i figure i just mentioned both of them and those are the two platforms that all my leagues are on so the seahawks week seven versus the arizona cardinals the seahawks win 20 to 10 the defense looked to Really good, in my opinion, probably the best they looked all season. Now, again, that was against the Cardinals' offense. So it's not to say that that wasn't some fucking cupcake, easy matchup. I get that it was. Four sacks, 10 points allowed, but I'll give them credit where credit is due because there have been defenses, cough, cough, Dallas Cowboys, that struggled with an offense that overwhelmingly is pretty bad in the Cardinals. So, now the Seahawks get the Browns. The Colts played the Browns in week seven, and they lose 38-39. to 39. There's a lot to be said about the officiating in the National Football League in week number seven. Now maybe it rears its ugly head tonight. This video is being recorded prior to Monday Night Football with the 49ers and the Vikings. The Dolphins got absolutely railroaded by the officiating. We'll talk about that more in the start-sit videos because I, for one, am on tilt about that as a Dolphins fan. But we also saw the Steelers get a phantom first down that was not a first down, in my opinion. And we also saw the officiating kind of reek at the end of this Colts-Browns game, where I really thought that the Colts were going to win that. Now, I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I just have Taylor Swift on my mind because they show her seven gazillion times during every single game. Her and Brittany Mahomes were hitting these fucking touchdown celebrations. It was honestly actually kind of funny if I'm being honest with you, but Colts got kind of fucked by the refs. And those uniforms, those blue ones, those like, I don't even know how to describe what they look like. They look like something that you used to be able to create in like... The old Madden games, like when you could create your own uniform, or in the old NCAA football games. But, again, the Browns may have gotten fucked by the refs. They may not have. But the Colts defense showed up. Two sacks, two INTs, 33 points allowed. I don't know if Watson's playing or not. But what I do know is Watson is in a mental fucking pretzel. He is in a mental pretzel. He was not that hurt. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins. He was not hurt enough. To sit there on the ground and not get back in the game. Now, I know they want to protect him from himself. This, that, the other thing Kevin's fancy is going to say. But that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. So, Seahawks versus the Browns versus a mentally destroyed Deshaun Watson or versus P.J. Walker. The Seahawks defense has came into fruition recently. I think, again, while the Seahawks are on some world-beater defense, I don't think the Browns are a world-beater offense. Before we get into the final defensive stream, as well as the honorable mentions, I would like to give you guys a quick word from our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe, and Underdog Fantasy has a great offer for you guys today that we're going to be talking about in just a couple of seconds, but first, I want to explain how the NFL Pick'em game works. So we're going to be talking about tonight's game in the NFL, Monday Night Football, 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. You need to make at least two picks for you to be able to complete your Pick'em slip. So first, we are going to go with Brock Purdy, higher than 239 Nine and a half passing yards. I know he had a disaster-filled game last week against the Browns. I think he bounces back in a strong way up against a not-so-hot Vikings defense. And then you have to include one player from the Vikings. So it has to be at least one player from the 49ers and at least one player from the Minnesota Vikings. And then we are going to go with higher than half an interception for Kirk Cousins. So if Kirk throws at least one interception, this will be Hit. So we got Brock Purdy higher than 239 and a half passing yards and Kirk Cousins higher than half an interception. If these both hit, you will get three times your entry fee. If you do three picks, it's six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. Obviously, all the picks have to hit. If you live in one of these states that are listed on your screen right now and use promo code NOTORIOUS, you will get a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. If you deposit $100, you'll get an additional $100. 50 additional $50, 25 additional $25. The minimum deposit on underdog is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things, we move to my fifth and final defense to stream for the week before we get on into the honorable mentions, the New York Football Giants versus the New York Jumbo Jets, 21.7% owned on ESPN, 19% owned on NFL. Now I know what some people might be thinking, Nick, the Giants defense isn't very good. They got lucky against the Bills and uh, the Commander's offense just kind of sucked. I get it, right? They beat the Commanders 14-7. to They get six sacks, one INT, seven points allowed. Sam Howell holds the ball until every single fucking receiver on the Commanders is open, right? I get it, right? I get that not all of those sacks were because the Giants have this ferocious fucking beast, beast of a defense. I get it. I do. But... This is the Jets offense we're talking about. I know the Jets offense look good against the Broncos. They've looked good in spots. They look decent against the Eagles. But we are still talking about Zach Wilson. This guy cannot put together a string of good games in a row to save his fucking life. So while I'll give the Jets all the credit, while it wouldn't shock me if the Dolphins lose to the Jets because of how elite Elite that defense is. There is a lot to be said about how the offense is severely underwhelming. And again, Zach Wilson is prone to idiotic plays, prone to mistakes. Now, has he been better this year than in the past Yes, and I've given him his flowers this season already. I've given him credit. They should have beat the Chiefs. They beat the Eagles. And hallelujah, congratulations. Congratulations. But this is a Giants team that I think will be able to pressure with the Jets O-line, Zach Wilson, enough to get it done. Now, is it going to be pretty? Is Is you, are you, not is you, are you going to feel tremendous throwing the Giants into your lineup as your starting defense? Fuck no, baby, but up against the Jets, that should be enough for things to be okay, because even if things don't go great, even if they don't sack Zach five times, even if Zach doesn't throw a pick, the Jets probably aren't scoring 30 plus points to completely sink your defense's battleship. So the Giants versus the Jets are a defense that I am into. Now, again, I'm not banging the drum. I'm not screaming to the mountaintops that you need to pick up the Giants. But let's be honest with you. If the Jets aren't available in your league, they aren't available in the majority of leagues, right? If some of these defenses that are a little bit higher owned aren't available then I think the Giants are a fine consolation prize. Moving now to the honorable mentions. We got four defenses. These are all defenses that probably aren't available in your league, but if they are available, I would stream them over just about every single defense on here besides the Jets, the Cleveland Browns at the Seattle Seahawks. I know the Browns offense, mayday, wee-woo-wee-woo, time to panic. But the Browns defense looks on top of the league one of the best defenses in the league and they're going up against the Seahawks defense that's pretty or Seahawks offense that is pretty so-so. The Ravens at the Cardinals, again, I don't think the Ravens defense are some world beaters. We kind of talk about this every single week, but they're kind of in the mid-tier range of defenses and you don't need the 85 Bears to succeed against the Cardinals at Number three, we got the Dolphins versus the Patriots. I know the Patriots just beat the Bills. Congratulations. This is a game in Miami. The Dolphins are a team that plays, I would say, 99% better at home. And with the Patriots offense, I know they pulled a rabbit out their hat. They beat the Bills. I just feel like that's not going to happen against the Dolphins. Plus, the Dolphins' defense played extremely well against the Eagles. It was really the fact that the Dolphins' offense just started off so slow, and then the refs fucked the Dolphins. But again, I'm not here to say the NFL's rigged. I even tweeted it out, right? I don't think the NFL's rigged. I just think the officials in the NFL are a bunch of fucking buffoons, right? Like, we we saw it multiple times last week, and we're probably going to see it again this week in Week 8. And then we got the Eagles against the Commanders in Washington. Sam Howell just holds on to the ball for dear fucking life. He never throws it away. He never just, I don't even know. He just doesn't throw the ball in time. It's like he's waiting for every single receiver to be wide open. So, the Eagles defense hasn't looked the best over the last couple of weeks, but they are still a great defensive unit. And when they do figure it out, this could be a, a chains and whips domination 50 Shades of Gray style performance by the Eagles defense. Thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did not up enjoying, hit that subscribe button down below, as well as hitting that like button. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you want to check out my weekly rankings, as well as get an answer to any of the questions you guys may have, make sure you guys check out the Patreon link in the video description for $7.50 a month. I love all of you guys. I hope you have a great, guys, day. We'll be back shortly with the week eight waiver wire ads. I love you guys all so much. Have a great one. And as always, good boy.